0: to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Anne Harrison, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Scott Deluzio and I hope I pronounced that right. Author and podcast host. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Scott.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity to come on your show and and share, uh, you know, my my journey with you and your audience.
0: Yeah, I I, I really love that. So why don't you start by. Introducing yourself to the audience.
1: (coughs) Sure, so again, my name is Scott Deluzio. Uh, I am uh, an army veteran. I served about six years in the Connecticut Army National Guard. I uh, served as an infantryman. Uh, We deployed to Afghanistan in 2010. Uh, and that's where a lot of my uh story now uh, comes from uh, the book that i wrote um, surviving sun is uh, about that deployment to afghanistan um, and and i'm sure we'll talk more about that book in a little bit later well. um, but i' And, and I also am the host of uh, the Drive On podcast, which focuses on military veterans and the issues that they face after coming back from combat or uh, just the, the different things that they face throughout their service. And so, um, you know, ultimately, this experience uh, that I, I went through serving in the military has led me to uh, just really wanting to give back and serve the community that uh, I I had served in uh, and was a part of for, for so many years. And, you know, now I'm I'm out here just trying to raise awareness for the issues that a lot of the veterans are going through and, uh, you know, helping them find the help and the resources that they need.
0: Okay. So the question I normally ask my authors is what inspired you to become a writer or was this a um, one and done?
1: Yeah. So this was something that I did not really have on my radar. Uh, you know, it was not something growing up that I ever thought I'd be an author or anything like that. But the experiences that I had uh, serving overseas in Afghanistan uh, were somewhat unique in in some respects. Uh, and I also wanted to let people know about some of the sacrifices that the service members make um, when one or more of them don't make it home, or the injuries or that just the time away from families and things like that. And so uh, and I know there's other books that that have been written about certain things like that. But uh, this was a story that was near and dear to my heart. And uh, I I thought it was very important to get this message out there uh, in a way that will outlive me and continue to be able to be read for years and years to come.
0: Oh, okay. So what inspired you to start your podcast?
1: Uh, so my podcast started um, actually after getting back home from Afghanistan. Uh, several soldiers that I served with uh, over there uh, came home and they took their own lives, unfortunately, to uh, you know suicide due to the uh, post traumatic stress that they uh, were dealing with or other issues that they were going through. And obviously, one is too many uh, in that case, um, but when you start having more and more of your friends and the people that you served with, uh, start losing their lives that way. um, I just thought to myself, I don't feel right just sitting around waiting for that next phone call waiting for somebody else to, uh, to make that decision to take their own lives. And, uh, you know, when there's so many resources and things out there, um, and I know, I knew personally what it was like to come back and struggle, I, I had post-traumatic stress that I was dealing with when I first came home and, and grief and uh, other issues that I was dealing with too. Um, And all of those issues, uh, while they didn't 100% just magically disappear and go away, they all got better when I decided to take some sort of action and get some help. And so I decided that I could reach not just the people that I served with the people who I knew, but there were so many people throughout the entire veteran community who were experiencing very similar situations and they all need to hear these messages that there is hope out there that you don't have to, uh, call it quits, that, that you can, you can keep pushing through and keep, uh, fighting for another day and, um, you know, just finding the help that you need. So it's not, not a struggle anymore. It becomes a, uh, becomes a much better happier healthier uh way of life and so i decided to start the podcast to really reach these people uh, you know, as many people as I could, and I figured a podcast is a, a great way to do it. It's free for the, the listeners to to listen to. They can download it and listen to it whenever they want uh, in the privacy of their own homes or in the cars on the way to work. Um, and even for their loved ones, the people who are caring for them when, when they're dealing with a lot of these things, they may feel like they're stuck too. They don't know where to turn or what to do. So um, being able to listen to some of these insp- inspirational messages that we have on the podcast or even just... Finding out about resources that you may not have known existed, it could just be that that uh, light bulb moment where where you're like, oh wow, I, I didn't realize this existed. This would be perfect for me or that that loved one that I'm I'm caring for who's dealing with these issues. So, um, so really, ultimately, the goal was to help out uh, and reduce the number of of people who are uh, struggling. On their own and suffering with all of these these issues that, that a lot of the veterans are going through.
0: Wow. So um, tell me a little bit about your book. Let's start, let's segue into that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so my book, uh, again, uh, the book is called Surviving Son, and the story is, um, it starts off with uh, my upbringing. My, my brother and I, uh, he was my younger brother, uh, Stephen, um, our upbringing in our you know middle class childhood we we grew up uh in a very patriotic family we we learned to respect the military and first responders and and the basically the people who put on the uniform and risk their lives for people who they don't even know uh they they go out there day after day and we we were just brought up to respect those people and and we sort of looked up to them as uh almost like superheroes the way way a kid would look up to you know like a superman or a sports star like mm-hmm. a michael jordan or, or something like that you know um and so uh that that was our upbringing, and so I thought that that was important because later on in the story, um, I, I talk about how uh, after nine eleven uh, had occurred, um, my brother and I were were older at that point, obviously, and uh, now um, uh, we were faced with the decision: what are we going to do with our lives? Are we going to uh, join the military? That we were brought up to respect and and everything like that or you know are we going to just continue on with with everything my brother was still in in high school at the time so the military wasn't exactly an option for him at that point um i was in college and i decided uh, for me uh, i was going to finish out college and uh, just continue on uh with with college uh, my brother when he got to college and he got got out of high school and everything he uh, eventually decided to join the army national guard uh, up near where he was going to school in vermont and all of a sudden my my younger brother became this um, uh, this person that i had grown up like looking up to and almost idolizing and you know he he went from the the little kid that we uh would fight in the the backyard or you know get into trouble with and and all that kind of stuff to now i'm looking up to him like oh my gosh i i I totally respect him and I'm, i'm super proud of everything that he was doing and so um that eventually became sort of the spark that led me to joining the military as well. So I talk about all that stuff, our upbringing and and how uh, we got involved in the, the military. Um, but really where the story uh, kind of gets into the, the big details is uh, when we were deployed to Afghanistan. So he and I were both deployed to Afghanistan at the same time. Mm. Uh, and for a lot of the listeners, they may think that uh, that's just not something that the military does, but that that's not true. Uh, I've heard that from a lot of people. They, they're they very surprised that the military would would send brothers overseas to the same combat zone at the same time. Uh, just, it just seems like from the uh, Saving Private Ryan movie, a lot of people just think that that's just not something that people do anymore, that the military does anymore. And, uh, you know, that that's not true. They definitely do. Um, and so, uh, so we were both over there and that was a very difficult time for our families, having both sons uh, to, uh, to be deployed and everything like that, uh, especially to a combat zone. We were both infantrymen, So we were uh, you know, doing the frontline fighting uh, overseas in, in Afghanistan there. So um, our, our parents and our families knew that uh, it was a dangerous situation and, and it may not work out very well for us. So uh, when we were over there, it, it was hard for them. And so we talked about that in the book. Um, but on that deployment, my younger brother, Stephen, he was uh, out on a uh, mission, uh, on a patrol, and uh, his unit got ambushed, and he was hit in that ambush and he was killed in action. Mm. And so that that's where the title of the book, Surviving Son, comes in, um, because the there's an army regulation called surviving sons and daughters and that uh, basically discusses how a, a person like myself who survived, uh, and there was a, a my, my brother, the the other son in the family if you will, uh, he was killed in action. And um, uh, so it discusses how someone like myself can be discharged out of the military uh, for that purpose so um, that's where the name of the book comes from is from that army regulation. Uh, and. And so the rest of the book goes on to talk about how I dealt with um, the loss of my brother. Um, About 20 minutes after finding out about my brother being killed, I uh, found myself in a firefight with uh, the people who were in the village that we had just come out of. I was also out on a mission that day. Um, And so how I dealt with that, um, how I dealt with the the grief and the loss and uh, everything that went around with that. And then dealing with the the PTSD after I got home and dealing with the stresses of returning back to civilian life and uh, not not integrating very well back into uh, my my civilian job that I had and and dealing with things at home that were new to me I was a new father my youngest son was or sorry my oldest son was born just um, just about a month and a half before I was deployed to Afghanistan so I didn't really know how to be a father. I was trying to figure that out while I was dealing with all this other stuff too. And, um, you know, for me, it was just like a perfect storm of all these, uh, bad situations going on all at the same time. And it was, um, uh, just really difficult for me to deal with. And so I was dealing with them in very unhealthy ways. I was drinking too much. I wasn't sleeping hardly at all. Uh, I was just getting angrier and angrier at the world, at, at people. And ultimately, uh, I discovered that I needed to get help, um, and this was back in a time when mental health and going to speak to a counselor was still very much stigmatized, and and people didn't want to talk about things like that, and it, you were looked at as being weak and and everything, and and so uh, it took me much longer than it should have to go and finally get some help, but. Um, part of the reason why I wanted to write this book was so that the other there's other people out there who are in similar situations to what I was in and they should know that it's okay to go and talk to somebody and get the help that they need um, because you could end up just completely ruining your life by not going and talking to people and, and getting that assistance and and it's just not worth it and so that's that's really kind of the the gist of the book and uh you know, where the, the, uh, message is coming in for the, the readers.
0: So, and I'm curious, did you have not only the PTSD from being over, you know, in, in that, all that action over there, but did you have survivor's guilt after your brother? Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I thought to myself, uh, you know, especially being the older brother, um, just in most families that the older brother is the protector. It's the guy who will, uh, you know, look out for the younger brother for, you know, bullies on the playground or uh, things like that. And it just ate me up inside when I thought to myself that I should have been there for him. I, I should have, uh, instead of joining the unit that I joined, I I should have joined the unit he was in so that I could have been there uh, with him, whether I actually would have been there or not was, irrelevant in my thinking it was that I should have done more to try to protect him um and so when I came home I kept asking myself like why is he gone and I'm not I should be the one who uh, was gone I I should be the one who uh, who took the bullet instead of him I I should have done that because that's sort of my job as the older brother. I should have been, been there for him and I should have done more for him. And yeah, Survivor's guilt was a really uh, big thing uh, with me in in this whole journey.
0: Wow. So do you find that writing the book was cathartic for you?
1: Uh, yes and no. Uh, some parts of it, uh, revisiting it were almost torture for me to go back and and relive some of those experiences in in my mind. Um, it was it was hard to do in in some cases, um, but but I, I found that after I wrote down some of the these situations, like uh, finding out uh, w- when my brother was killed, when I, I got that notification, uh, the firefight that I was in shortly thereafter, um, you know, all of those things. After I wrote about those things, to me, it sort of felt like. This is it. It's it's final. It's over. I can I can put this to bed and I don't have to relive this anymore. It's out there now, and I don't have to continue uh, reliving these experiences. Um, so in a way, it helped, um, and and it wasn't totally true because uh, you know I still do have you know thoughts and memories of of these uh, experiences, but um, at the time it it felt like I was kind of closing the book and saying this is it. I don't, I don't, I can put this on the shelf and I don't have to relive these things if I don't want to now. So, um, in a way it, at first it was almost like a torture trying to relive those, those experiences, but then it felt good to, when I finally got it out on, on the, the page to, to be like, okay, this is, this is my story. This is out there now. And, and, uh, I don't, I don't have to retell it if I don't want to, you know?
0: Wow. So let's talk about your process. Did you outline the book or did you just write, you know, sit down and start writing?
1: Yeah. So when I first got back from Afghanistan, I wanted to write down just notes about things that had happened, not in any particular format or order. I wasn't even planning on writing a book at that point. It was really just so that uh, there were certain things that had taken place that I didn't want to forget. And I knew our memories... Over time, they they fade or they play tricks on us, and we remember things in a way that didn't actually happen uh, sometimes. And and our memories just aren't uh, as sharp the further uh, time goes on. So um, so I, I wrote down all the things that I could think of, and I just put it all out there on uh, you know just some notes. Um, and I knew eventually my kids would probably have questions about what I did in the war and and. You know things like that. And I wanted to have something I could go refer back to if if I felt like my memory was fuzzy and stuff like that. So at first, there was no process. There was nothing other than just me jotting down notes um, and and just putting in uh, whatever I could think of, whether it was places that i was I was at, feelings I was having, uh, things that I did, whatever, I just put them all in this notebook. Um, and then around the time that I started my podcast about a little over three years ago now, uh, I remembered all these notes that I had taken and and everything that I had done before. And I, I thought that the story that I lived through might be of use to some other people. It might be beneficial for somebody else who is grieving a loss the way I, similar to what I had or who had been in combat, um, uh, they might want to hear this type of story, and sometimes uh, I've learned along the way. Sometimes just hearing someone else's story, hearing that they had a um, that they had a uh, particular struggle, and this is their process for getting through, that could just be the spark for somebody else to say, "There is hope for me. Th- if this guy did it, then maybe I can do it too." And so I wanted to put that story out there, uh, not only just to uh, be cathartic for me to write the story, uh, but to help other people. And even if one person read the book and it helped them, then I chalk that up to a success. Um, Fortunately, a lot more people have read the book. So, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of those people have have gotten some benefit from that, you know, um, but that to me was the biggest thing was just being able to, to get it out there. And and as far as the process went, um, I went through several revisions on the book and I started it off in different, uh, different ways, but I blocked each chapter off in a certain way that they almost could be just moved around interchangeably and the story would flow. Uh, no matter what and so initially i had the book starting with the day that my brother was killed and how i found out and everything like that and then going into the rest of the the whole journey of uh dealing with that loss and how we got to where we were and and everything like that and uh, that timeline just didn't seem to flow very well it seemed like you're you're hitting the reader with the the big the
0: hard stuff first
1: big hard stuff first and then everything else is just kind of like all downhill after that and uh, not that that stuff wasn't important it was an important part of the story but uh, you it's almost like you need to build up to something and and so uh instead I decided to do things chronologically so I started off with our kind of our childhood and our upbringing and and how we got into the military then uh how we got to Afghanistan and then
0: lowered the boom,
1: and then then bring bring things back down so that the, the reader that... didn't end on that high high uh intensity you know
0: yeah. I like, I don't, I don't mean to make it sound as the way it did, but when I said lower the boom, put the, put the, put the action in the full, you know, what the, the full blow, the, what happened. Yep. The end. I hope that, I hope that didn't sound, you know, too no. harsh when I said that.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. I, and I think that is exactly what the thought process was, was to, to kind of lower it, uh, you know, as 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 things went down went on, and uh, kind of have almost like a bell curve where you you start off kind of low, you work your way up, like a, almost a roller coaster, you work your way up, and then you come down, and and it you, you can end the ride not screaming your head off, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what takeaways do you want our audience to to walk away with, or what takeaways do you want readers to walk away with?
1: Yeah. So, as, as far as uh, I, I guess just the, the general audience uh, who might be listening to this, um, one of the things for me, um, when I started this journey of writing the book, um, I thought back to myself when I was in high school, uh, sitting in high school English class, and thinking about just how terrible of an English student I was. Like, I, if, if any of my English teachers, found out that I have written a book, they may have a heart attack right on the spot because were, it would, would have been such a surprise to them um, But when you have a story in you uh, that you're passionate about that you feel is so important that the world needs to see uh, or or a certain segment you know it could just be a, a specific niche niche of the population that needs to hear the story or read the book or, or whatever um, Just start writing and put something out there um, you'll you'll surprise yourself with how well you can tell the story especially if you're passionate about it um, and and just just put it out there um, the the barrier to entry for writing a book these days is so low um, compared to what it was years and years ago when uh, you know you needed the 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 printing company and everything like that to uh, get on board and, and print the books and everything. You, you don't need all of that stuff anymore. It's so easy to write a book. Uh, just get out there and, and put something out there. Uh, put your story out there because your story is important to somebody. Um, and so yeah, get get that story out there. And, and as far as the the readers go, um, you know, I want I want the veterans who read the book uh, to know that they can learn from my mistakes, uh, that there's healthy ways to deal with the issues that they might be going through. Uh, and, and take my, uh, it, my situation as an example of that. I totally did things the wrong way. I was, I was doing things in a very unhealthy, self-destructive kind of way, and it didn't lead to anything good. Uh, but once when I started getting help and going in the right direction, things started to get better. It was a process, it was a slow process. And as a matter of fact, for full transparency, I'm still going through that process. It's, it's not a, uh, like a light switch that you just flip the switch and boom, everything's bright again. Um, you might have to go through this process and it might take several uh, iterations to go through whatever the situation is that you might be dealing with, but just know that there are healthier ways to deal with things than than what you might be doing if you're self-medicating or, or things like that. There are totally better ways to do that. Um, and as far as the civilians, the people who've never served uh, in the military, I hope that they learn about the sacrifices that we make in the military and how it affects our families and the communities that we leave behind. Um, and I hope this, not not to say that I'm an anti-war kind of person, because I'm definitely not. I I see the purpose and the need for uh, war in certain circumstances. But uh, before we as a country rush into another war in another foreign land somewhere, another Vietnam or Afghanistan or Iraq or or whatever, um, we should really take a look at the the benefit to whatever it is that we're getting ourselves into. Uh, Because if it's, if we can say yes, it's worth the lives of people like my brother, then okay, then maybe maybe we do need to look at going into this uh, situation. But but if we look at it and say you know that that family really doesn't need to lose that that loved one uh, in, over this whatever this conflict is, then then maybe we should rethink it and and try to come up with a different approach for whatever it is that we're getting ourselves into, and you know not not to try not to get political with any of that, that messaging there. But um, really, I think if we take these stories of uh, families like ours who it has impacted personally and internalize that, so it's not just a random person, a random name or face on the, the news that that the, they're talking about, the, the soldier who was killed, and then you forget about it 10 minutes later, um, it, it might stick a little bit more and, and it might uh, make it so that people will, think twice about sending our, our young men and women overseas to fight a war that maybe doesn't need to be fought.
0: Right. And I like that fact that you are letting them, the people who, who have suffered, you know, have gone to the military and are suffering with these, you know, the PTSD and, and all of that, you're letting them know that they're not alone. And that's, yeah. and to me, that's important. Um, so did you self-publish the book or did you have it? Or did yeah, you? Yeah, I,
1: I I self-published the book. um, And I did that for a a few reasons. Um, I I could have gone the traditional uh, publishing route. Um, However, when I released the book, this was last August uh, that I released the book. uh, And I I went through Amazon, uh, the self-publishing route through there. Um, It was right around the time that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was taking place. And and if anyone remembers back to last August, um, there... Was a lot of things that went wrong with that the Taliban took over really quickly much faster excuse me much faster than most people anticipated and it it hurt a lot of the people who had served over there who lost friends or other loved ones who served over there and it made started making people think you know was this war all for nothing what was even the purpose of us going over there and fighting if basically overnight the all the good that we did has just been washed away. And so I was just about ready to start approaching publishers at that point when uh, at the beginning of August and I decided I don't really want to wait for a publisher to review the book and then pick it up and then wait six months to a year for them to decide to uh, publish it and get it out there because people need to read this book now. Uh, And and that's, so I decided to just self-publish it and and get the book out there so that the people who were dealing with this anger and this grief from the way we pulled out of Afghanistan uh, could have something that they could read and and hopefully help them uh, with what they were going through.
0: Right, because stories matter so much. And that's what I tell the listeners all the time. Remember, your story matters because it mm-hmm. does. You it got does. a message to share. No matter what, what type of, I mean, I know it's not, yours was a memoir, but no matter what type of, type of genre you write, you've got a story that somebody needs to hear. Right. So um, where can people find you online?
1: Yeah. So uh, for the book, again, the the name of the book is Surviving Sun. Uh, You can get that on Amazon. Like I said, Uh, it's available in uh, any format that you would possibly want to consume it in there's the the kindle ebook there's paperback hardcover and also uh, recently i released the audiobook as well so uh, Ah. whatever format that you you prefer you can get all of that on amazon i think the audiobook is also on itunes as well um you can get uh links to all of that on uh, my website survivingsonbook.com and that is where uh, you can also get a, a signed copy of the book if you if you would like to have a signed copy of it um and then for the podcast uh, you can go to driveonpodcast.com and you can uh, check out episodes there, or you can find all the links to subscribe on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or uh, social media, all that kind of stuff is all on uh, the drive Okay.
0: So now the final question, I was inspired by another podcaster to ask this, what is your call to action? What do you have a challenge for the listeners and the viewers today a resource that you want to lead them to? What is your call to action?
1: Yeah, for me, the biggest thing is just making sure that people know that they're not alone and to not give up on whatever it is that they're dealing with in their, their lives. Um, There's so many people who uh, they're dealing with things like PTSD or, or any number of other things, and they just isolate, they withdraw themselves from their normal group of friends, or their family, or uh, their neighbors or coworkers, and they, they just separate themselves from all these people. And it makes them feel like they're just all alone in this world, and that there's nothing out there for them. Um, you're not alone. There's plenty of people out there who want to help you uh, get out there and find those people. Find the group of people that give you a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning, a sense of direction in your life, um, and it may or may not be family. Some people don't have a great family life, great relationship with those people, but um, you know, especially for the veterans, find a, a place like the American Legion or the VFW where you can find other like-minded uh, veterans who you can associate with, and and that will help to kind of pull you back. Th- into society and and stop isolating yourself. So uh you know get out there and and do something with the gift that you've been given which is another day waking up and taking a breath of fresh air. Uh definitely do something with that.
0: Well, first of all I want to thank you for your service in the military. Thank you. And second of all, I want to thank you for being on the show because you just that your your story the story of your journey through that that process of you know losing your brother and surviving the and overcoming the the grief, the PTSD, the, the overcoming the loss is an incredible one. And we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys today, and remember, as I've said it, I've said it before, and I will say it a thousand times over: your story matters because some you have a message that somebody that God has given you a message that only you can share that somebody needs to hear today. Thanks for joining us again, and have a blessed day. Are you looking? For a professional, knowledgeable, friendly, and detailed oriented editor who provides high quality editing services at reasonable prices, why not give Plotstitch editorial services a try? As your pl- friendly Plotstitch editor, I will help you turn your messy manuscript into a story that engages readers from start to finish. Services include refining story structure, character development, filling in plot holes, show versus tell, Passive versus active voice, dialogue enhancements, copy editing, and proofreading. Send queries to theplotstitch at gmail.com. That's theplotstitch at gmail.com. Plotstitch Editorial Services, bringing stories that matter to life. Hey guys, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast. And my special guest, Joe Templin, has an offer for, for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe.
1: Anne, thank you. And again, thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow. And to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website, everyday-excellence.com, and use the code INSPIRATIONAL JOURNEYS at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others.
0: You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code INSPIRATIONAL JOURNEYS. Happy writing, writing, and celebrate the day. everybody, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys Podcast, and I'm here today with Teresa from Struggling Blessed But Not Alone Podcast. How are you today, Anne? I'm doing good. How about you, Teresa? I'm good. So what's up? I've got some news for you. Really? What's that? Did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts? No. Can you please share more about that? Okay, so while you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals.
1: Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day.
0: challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired. Write something inspiring and share your creation with the world for when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison if you like what you've heard on today's episode be sure to subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform visit my website at AnneWritesInspiration.com subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at Inspiration and on Twitter at AnneWrites75 for more inspirational content Thanks for listening and remember, your story matters.